Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Uh, Anthony Mangiello is with us. There's a lot of things I want to get to, Anthony, about you, your family, the history, how you do a cooking show on radio. We're just something I thought about a lot. But I never heard this story. This documentary came out last year. And can well, you explain it. Tell us what happened. Well, it all started many years ago. (laughs) When I was 18 years old, John, and the question that's always asked is this. How did I come up with stuffed crust pizza? It's simple. I was asked to make a pizza by a friend of mine, and I went ahead and I uh, got some cheese because I've been in the cheese business many years. And I went and I bought some dough from a bakery. Well, I realized that when I bought these dough and I looked at them, that they were much smaller than the one I would see a guy making in Brooklyn, you know, behind the the counter. Yeah, yeah. So I took two pieces of dough, John, I put them together. And I proceeded to toss the dough and stretch it out. And I knew how thick the bottom had to be, but I did something. In hindsight, I realized it was a mistake. I pushed all the excess dough to where the crust area was. So I had a pretty large raw dough crust. I put the sauce, I put the cheese, I put it in the oven. Well, as it started to cook, I started getting embarrassed because I'm looking through the glass of the oven and I'm going, oh my gosh, what did I do? And it started to grow the crust. That that dough just started to rise and rise and rise. And it was like having a zeppelin, like a ring of a zeppelin all around your pizza or a calzone size mm-hmm. all around your pizza, that big of a crust. And as I bit into it, because there was nothing wrong with it, we cut it, we ate it. As I bit into it, I looked and I said, you know, if there was something inside here, this would be good. And that's how stuffed crust pizza was born. You invented stuffed crust pizza. There's no question about it, that. You patented it, right? I did, sir. And you called you called various pizza companies, one of which was uh, Pizza Hut, and you pizza s- Hut, right? And you sent them the proposal and the copy of a copy of a copyright. I think at least a copy twice. of my patent. Yeah, yeah, yes. copy of the patent. That's right. At least twice. Is that I believe that's what's in the documentary. That is absolutely twice. correct. And they sent me back letters saying thank you for sharing with us, but we really don't have any interest in this product. Then in um, nineteen ninety five, yeah. yeah. John, they launch a forty five million dollar advertising campaign for stuffed crust pizza. To the point that a friend of mine saw the, the article in the newspaper and, and called me up and, and congratulated me because he said, Anthony, you sold your concept to pizza. I can't believe it. I was like, I didn't even know what he was talking about. I yeah. got the paper and I read it. I couldn't believe it. It's quite shocking, John. Well, I'll tell you, this uh, documentary, Stolen Dough, is a combination of drama and documentary in the sense that there's really good documentary footage of uh, recorded depositions, and then there's reenactments by actors of certain points uh, along the way. And the movie opens up 
with the, the actor portraying you sitting in a car, I think uh, under an overpass, and you reach yes. into your glove compartment and you pull out a gun. And then the documentary goes on. What yes. was th- what was that all about? W- was this after you found out that Pizza Hut had ripped you off? You know what? Those feelings were brought on by what a person in my position and a person that goes through what I went through actually feels like. Mm. The pressure from all sides. John, and I mean the fact that they stole my concept, the fact that I tried so hard to do it right. My, my family was actually coming apart, but the pressure was from all sides. And it becomes too much. It really does. And I did. I, I contemplated it. I sat there alone. I, 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 I didn't know what else to do. It, it's a very rough situation. Yeah. I was yeah. in. Well, when, I pity when, anybody who's in it. Well, when you were on camera and you were relating this, uh, you got emotional about it. I, I'm sure it was an extreme. I mean, I can't imagine what that would be like to uh, ha- hear a major pizza chain suddenly come out with a product that you have a patent on. And that you've sent them that patent at least twice, and they've said that they're not interested. And this is, let me get this straight. This is the the invention of the stuffed crust pizza, which is, in your case, a single circle. Do I have this right? A single circle of pizza dough, or whatever is used to make that. It's not like links or... Portions. The, dif- the differences are, and the point of difference, and the point in which they copied my process is like this. Yeah. If you read my patent, it's a very simple process. You start with a flat dough base, and you put what's called a plurality of separate individual food portions on the dough base. Separate. Mm-hmm. And then you cover them with the dough. You stretch it over from the crust, and you cover it, right? Well, I grew up in Brooklyn. And there wasn't any Pizza Hut's or Domino's in Brooklyn. There was a pizzeria, an Italian pizzeria, on every corner. John, when I buy pizza, how did I buy it? I bought it by the slice. Right. So I intentionally developed this product in a way where if you wanted to cut in between the stuffings of the crust, you could, but you didn't have to. Because the truth is the patent ends to bake the unbaked pie to create a pizza. Now, when do we slice a pizza? After it's cooked. My patent never even reaches the step of cutting. It's put together in a way where if you want to cut in between those sticks, you can but you don't have to. And the beautiful part about it was, John, is that that product that I developed was for many different fillings to create uh, a slice of pizza that you would eat. And then at the end, you'd have a, a calzone or you'd have a sausage roll or something of that nature, separate and two products in one. And that's what it was about. That's amazing to think that you actually patented something that had never been done before in the pizza industry. And one would think that that would be a multi-million dollar um, break. But as it turned out, it was not. But let's back up a little bit. Your family has been in the cheese business for generations, right? What it is, to be honest with you, my grandfather came from Italy in the 1900s. And he went to work and he did what he did in Italy. He was a tinsmith, so he worked with metal. When he came to the U.S., he brought his trade, and he made metal ricotta cans, 
Regatta is cheese, right? Right, right? My dad going with his dad would see men molding mozzarella in very hot water, and he created the first automated mozzarella molding machine in the history of the United States. And my dad is also credited with this one-ounce cheese stick that we call string cheese. Unbelievable. And that's um, the truth. I mean, this oh, is no, history. I, I'm giving you, John. I and I moved on to be in the cheese business, and I've been in the right. cheese business for 32 years. And by the way, very successful. Yeah. And after I watched this documentary, I'm like, wow, you got out of this rut. You got out of this unbelievable situation and continued on to be a big success. Um, Pizza Hut tried to buy you out twice. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was ridiculous because I made a cold call to them and on the telephone, I, I mean, there was no computers back then. They offered me $50,000. That, that's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, really? And then we go to a settlement meeting, and to them, back then, I think it was $24 million was too much. But wait a minute. You just made $600 million in sales from 94 to 95 comparing sales. John, today, today, three of the major pizza chains in the country, which is uh, Pizza Hut, uh, Papa John's, and Little Caesars are all selling stuffed crust pizza. It's the hottest thing in that pizza world, and right. it's worth billions of dollars. You know, another. Do you want to know something, John? That's all I wanted was my recognition for that. Yeah, I know. No, I'm just going to get to that. Um, I'm sorry. Was, no, no, no. It's also very fascinating to, uh, in the documentary, when a uh, interview the docu the people who are making the film uh, interview various employees from Pizza Hut and ask them specifically if they could make that kind of pizza, the one that you have a patent on, and all of them said, No way. There's no way we can do that. And I mean it's very damning evidence. So you're thinking to yourself, Well, what happens then? Uh uh Tony Mangiello Tony the big cheese uh, this is the story of stolen dough, dough spelled D-O-U-G-H, where Tony invents uh, stuffed crust pizza, and Pizza Hut rips them off. And you try to take this to court, because you should. And I think a lot of people in the Chicago area are going to relate to this. You wanted a jury trial. Right, so that you can get up there and and say what you wanted to say. Pizza Hut didn't want a jury trial, and they what was the thing that they filed with the judge? What was it called? It's called a summary judgment, which means what? That that the Pizza Hut lawyers would would take all of the facts they have that support mm-hmm. their side of the case and present it to the judge. And try and get the judge, one person, to rule in their favor based on the information that's presented. Now, my lawyers would give information also, but I have a question. Why don't I have a right to be in front of a jury of my peers and tell my story? Why is it that one judge had a right to make a decision like this? That wasn't fair, and that wasn't just. And he ruled in favor of Pizza Hut. He did. And you have that no he did. Yeah. And then later, this is the thing. Later after this judge dies, documents are revealed that he's tainted, that he's not really, yeah, he, you know, he, he could be 
bought, so to speak, right? Yeah, in a way, he played corporate favoritism because there was no doubt this is a David and Goliath type situation oh, all the way. Absolutely. And he took and he was cited on much misconduct surrounding his summary judgment cases. And I'm going to tell you something. I went to one of the best law firms in Manhattan that I ever could have went to. And the point is that they took this on a contingency. They looked at all the facts of this case. They were and are still a very good law firm. They believed we should have won. Well, in the documentary, some of the comments that are made, not by an actor portraying a Pizza Hut executive, but but by actual Pizza Hut executives are stonewalling, insisting that they would never, ever take somebody else's patent because we just don't do business that way and as you say it's david versus goliath and i think that they just thought that they could keep saying that and that would be the end of it until now because i had never heard this story until i never heard the story until i saw this documentary today and the documentary want to know something yeah one thing really bothers me today and it must be because of stolen dough a Pizza commercial comes on now, and you know what the word is that they use? That Pizza Hut invented stuffed crust pizza, yeah. and that hurts me. I'll because bet. all I want is my recognition, and here they are trying to take that away from me again. Well, that's pretty big of you, you know, because in the documentary you say, you know, I don't want to hurt Pizza Hut at this point. I don't want any money. I just want recognition for me, my children, and my family that I invented stuffed crust pizza. And the documentary, of course, is put together to do that. Who decided uh, to make the documentary? When was that decision arrived at? It probably about five years ago, I realized that I wanted to uh, find some producers that I could work with and and trust this story with. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, very happy to say that I did. Uh, We have... uh, uh, Russell International, uh, Stefano and Laura, that uh, are the producers and the directors of the film, and they did a fantastic job. But I wanted to always tell my story because I never got a chance to do it before. Right. By me, me not being able to be in front of a jury of my peers, I want everybody that watches the movie yeah. to judge for themselves. I, I understand. Uh, do you have screenings? Do you sc- do screenings in public? Because I got a guy you should call. Do you? Um, N- named Ron Onesti. Handle that end of it? What is Ron, it? Ron Onesti. You, you need to talk to him. Okay. Ron, yeah, he's Italian. You're gonna That's love good. On the brighter side, though, past all that, you've created an empire. Uh a really successful line. Tell us about that. Uh, the name of the company is branded Formaggio. Formaggio means cheese in Italian, and it's Formaggio Italian Cheese Specialties. And we make marinated mozzarella, and we make uh, artisan wraps, which is a finger-sized fresh mozzarella cheese stick wrapped with Italian meats. We make all kinds of specialty rolls and antipasto boxes that people can, you know, buy and take home, just open it, and Oof. it's a no-brainer. The, the flavor yeah. profile is all done for you. Mouth-watering as I listen to you. So, I mentioned, you. I mentioned at the beginning, you do a cooking show on radio. 
How? How, that, that, how does that translate? actually a lot of fun. It's called Kings in the Kitchen. Real men, real food, real easy. We teach you how to shop, follow some simple directions, and you too can be a king in your kitchen. But there's no and visual. It's all audio. <laughs> well, there is, but you know what? There's a lot of fun. And that's the beautiful part about cooking, believe it or not. And what I wanted to do was reintroduce people into the kitchen yeah. as a way to have some fun. Well, God knows there's a million cooking shows on TV, that, you know, and uh, streaming and this and that. But I'd never heard of one that was on the radio. And that immediately, <laughs> that immediately caught my eye. Well, I hope that we've done whatever we can do to um, get your story out there so that you can uh, get the credit you deserve. You didn't get the money, but you can get the credit, and you went on to create a big business, and you're very successful, and congratulations on that, and congratulations on a really interesting documentary. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and it was a real pleasure. Yeah, thanks. That's Tony. Anthony, Tony Mangiello, the story is Stolen Dough, spelled D-O-U-G-H. Right now it's available on Amazon Prime. And I watched it uh, earlier today. And one of the fascinating things about it is not only the way they weave recreations of dramatic moments, but also interviews with people who were Pizza Hut employees, um, news clips of Pizza Hut executives totally denying that there's anything like this that could ever happen. And then, of course, actors portraying incidents in a recreated drama sense. Um, You know, you don't expect a documentary about pizza to open up with a guy in a car reaching into the glove compartment and pulling on a gun. It just, right away you're like, what? So I hope that uh, we've done a little bit to help him achieve what he's looking for, and that's just the knowledge that he is the one who invented that. And when you consider how big that's become, it's just, wow. Wow. 